everything you need to know in order to succeed in marriage. From practical advice to current events, this is the EXO Podcast. Now here's your host, Brent Evans. Hey everybody, this is the EXO Podcast. We're coming back again. Uh, week after week, we love talking to you about how to have a successful relationship and thrive in life and in love. And it's all about thriving in relationships these days because people are struggling. We want them to thrive. We want them to have a successful relationship. And everything we do here is brought to you by Marriage Today, a ministry my father Jimmy Evans started years ago. And uh, he loves talking and preaching and teaching people to people on how to have a successful relationship. But the EXO Conference is our expression of our of our teaching content. We go around the country and we share the uh, information that my dad has come up with and a lot of other speakers have come up with to help you have a better relationship. Mm-hmm. We've got an exciting podcast this week. Miles McPherson is going to be talking to you in a teaching clip that came from our EXO conference. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be sharing that here in a few minutes. But first, Caitlin Edwards. I just wanted to briefly bring up today the royal wedding because it's fast approaching. Mm-hmm. Meghan Markle's in the news all the time. Away. Did you ever have a uh, watch party for when Kate? Uh, William and Kate? Mm-hmm. I was asleep because I was a junior in college, but my roommates stayed up all night, had a whole party, watched live the entire time, and I have been eternally jealous because I felt <laughs> left out, and it's their favorite college memory. So this time we've already pre-planned. We're going to have a party. We're going to have the cream puffs. What it's is it? What is the? What is it about the royal wedding? I mean, uh, I'm, it's like a your real roommates life aren't the tale. only one. Like everybody mm-hmm. does this. People, especially I remember even when Diana got married. I yes. mean, people staying up in the middle of the night to see the wedding. All of this. Yeah, I mean, I just think it really is so unlike what our everyday life is. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to see that happening in front of you and then from a historical um, background of that, and then even TV shows like The Crown or Victoria, all these things that are really getting you personally invested mm-hmm. in their lives. It doesn't feel like real life. It feels like it should happen 100 years ago. Just the fact that there's a royal family is so, especially to Americans, maybe in an American princess. You're not talking to me. You're talking about royal weddings. You're talking to me. I'm just letting you all have the conversation. I was thinking <laughs> Did about you ever look up to uh, a prince? Night. Can you imagine if you were the heir to the throne? Yeah, I think so. And- the royal... I mean, obviously, the royal wedding and the royal family—they mm-hmm. um, get you just think you at some point imagine what it would be like to live in Buckingham Palace or to have that sort of access to everything, mm-hmm. or that spotlight on you spotlight. from the second you're born mm-hmm. on your marriage. Mm-hmm. The spotlight on your marriage—you just look at mm-hmm. William and Kate, and they're having their third kid. Even her mm-hmm. pregnancy, she can't go anywhere without they them analyzing everything. Your bump, everything. I mean, it would your just jacket, be hard. your shoes, your hair, your bangs. Yeah, it we literally about- has to be perfect. I mean, everything has to be. Uh, Emily Post in your mm-hmm. life. I mean, you cannot, like y'all were talking about earlier, even the spelling of Miss mm-hmm. uh, on the wedding invitations, you know, that's so scrutinized. But, mm-hmm. it's, you know, how is the royal family going to treat the fact that she's been married before and now mm-hmm. she's divorced and she's remarrying mm-hmm. Prince Harry? And think about the level of pressure mm-hmm. that's on them. And maybe they just are impervious to it. Maybe they've just grown up to it. They're, they're, they're not. But like Meghan Markle, she's a normal girl. I mean, mm-hmm. she's an actress, so she's used mm-hmm. to scrutiny, I guess, from Hollywood, but she's not trained for this. She wasn't, you know, part of their family pools of Mm -hmm. potentials. You know, she's definitely an outsider. Uh, So it's interesting to see her walk through that, uh, you know, whole Mm -hmm. process. Mm-hmm. But we celebrate weddings here at marriage today. We, we love marriage. Here. It's so great. Yeah, no, it's good. And it. it just illustrates the fact that people still want to get married. Mm-hmm. People want to be married. It's not like they're celebrating a cohabitation relationship mm-hmm. with them. You know, the wedding is something the special. The world is still. celebrating. The world yeah. is celebrating. They want them to succeed. They want them to have a great relationship. They want them to make beautiful babies, mm-hmm. and those babies to grow up and be, mm-hmm. you know, future princes and princesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it is. It is a special moment, and I do love that uh, marriage is celebrated. Mm-hmm. I feel like they probably do take it a little more seriously than mm-hmm. most celebrities. We talked about celebrity weddings mm-hmm. a couple week, weekends ago 
weekends, weeks ago on the podcast just about Channing Tatum, his wife, and how mm-hmm. they separated mm-hmm. and how celebrities have a hard time staying married. But, you know, William and Kate, they've, mm-hmm. they seem to have, mm-hmm. at least on the exterior, uh, a good relationship. There's more reverence, even if it's imposed maybe by their culture or their state, it's, there is reverence there for the mm-hmm. institution of marriage. Mm-hmm. And the family. Mm-hmm. You know, there's such a value on keeping your family together, uh, which is something that I think it's a good example for the world. It is. Facebook audience, hello. If you're coming on, we're doing a podcast today on a lot of different things. We're talking about the royal wedding, royal wedding right now. <laughs> okay. Everybody's having a watch party, but mm-hmm. Miles McPherson is about to have a clip on the podcast, and we'll be showing that here in a minute. If you have questions for us, please ask those. We'll be answering those in the last segment, right after the clip from Miles McPherson. Giving uh, away some EXO tour dates. We're giving away some EXO tickets. We've still got a chance for you to win some EXO tickets. Give us a shout-out on Facebook Live, and give us a little information about who you are, where you're from, and your anniversary date, and we're picking people at random mm-hmm. to give them tickets to the EXO tour. And you can pick your tour spot. We've got four, four more spots coming up, four more options this year. Jacksonville, Florida, Houston, Texas, Austin, Texas, and Rockford, Illinois. So you don't want to miss that. We'll be there live, and you can meet fun people like us <laughs> who, love, who love sharing. On the road. Live and in person. Live and in person. It really is a great event. It's really fun because you get to see couples from all over the country, and every conference has people from all over the country. That's the best part. And get to talk with it people. It amazes me every time how far people come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a special time. And, and p- people who've never been to an extra conference, when they walk away, they go, you know, I learned something. I had a better time with my spouse than I thought I would. And I think it's uncomfortable in the first couple of seconds because you're not sure mm-hmm. if this is just going to be a dog fest on one of, mm-hmm. one of you. And then you start learning that, no, these people that are sharing from the stage are sharing like transparent, real stuff. Real stuff. Mm-hmm. It's making me feel like I'm not as weird as I thought I was or having the struggles and wait, I thought like, I had. All these people are here too. All these people are yeah. there too. And that's such a great moment. Uh, we'll be in Houston, Texas this week. And then we'll be in Rockford, Rockford Illinois this fall mm-hmm. in Austin, Texas as well. So check those out at exomarriage.com and you can see those um, tour dates. dates. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll, be giving, we'll be giving away some tickets here pretty soon to our Facebook audience. Okay, so watch this clip from Miles McPherson. He's the senior pastor of Rock Church in San Diego. He's also a former NFL star mm-hmm. of the San Diego Chargers. He's an excellent communicator. He did a great session at the EXO conference mm-hmm. on marriage and on sex and intimacy. Mm-hmm. And he talks a lot about how your brain's wired. and Left brain, right brain. Left brain, right brain. You're going to enjoy it. So watch this and we'll be right back. Ephesians 5, 28 and 29, it says, So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. My wife, I love my wife's body like I love my body. He who loves his wife loves himself. And no one ever hated his own flesh but nourishes it and cherishes it. Being bonded to my wife means that my wife is me. And I am her. So let's talk about oneness. The largest sex organ you have is your skin. The most powerful sex organ you have is your brain. And God designed the brain to be wired to one partner. God gave you a most powerful, all of us, a most powerful computer, two and a half pound computer in our head that is designed to do a lot of things, but one of which is actually another human being can actually be wired into your brain. And you will be bonded together. And the process just happens to be what we call sex. And it's a whole lot of fun. 
That's the benefit. Think about Adam and Eve. God made a man. Think about how good this is. You have to really, you can't miss this. God made a man and he said, he brought all the animals to him. He said, I don't like any of those animals. And then he said, I'm going to bring you a naked woman. That's a good God. Can I get an amen? I mean, that's a good God. We, we, we make them out to be cornered. So let me, let me keep reading. Everyone, I know this is my left, but this is your right, right? See, everyone say right brain. Put your hand up and go right brain. Say left brain. One more time. Say right brain. Say left brain. Okay, so check this out. When you are experiencing something, your right brain is processing the hearing now. Right now, your right brain is firing because you're having such a great time. You're enjoying the salmon-colored shirt. You're enjoying the humor and the loud and the volume. And your right brain is experiencing. Can I get amen? You're sitting next to your spouse who you love, and it's... And then your left brain stores that information. Okay, so when you're with your spouse and you have your intimate time and your, and your, and your, um, uh, your, your oneness... Your right brain's processing sound, smell, touch, movement, sight. Are you following what I'm saying? And you're, you're yep. And you're, he's like, keep, keep going because I want to go back to the hotel now. Your right brain is, is firing all this information. And your right brain, when your neurons fire together, they wire together. So what's happening, your right brain is processing your spouse. How what they look like, what they smell like, what they touch like, what they feel like, what the hair, the skin, the, the, the whatever thing they're wearing. It's all processing and, and, and then it's storing it in your left brain. Humans are one of the very, very few animals that can actually mate face to face. We can actually look each other in the eye when animals don't. They just, God didn't. This is, not, this is very serious. This is very serious. This is very serious. You know why? Because the Bible says the eye is a lamp to a soul. And God gave us mirror neurons in our head. Mirror neurons where you can mirror what's in someone's heart. You can actually look into your spouse's eye while you enjoy your oneness and mirror what's in her heart, his heart. God gave you that ability. And guess what? That is stored in your brain. You have oxytocin. Oxytocin is a hormone that bonds you to someone else. Women have it more so than men before a baby's born. Then after the baby's born, men's oxytocin goes up and it bonds them to their child. And when a woman breastfeeds her baby, oxytocin is activated in their body and they are bonded to their baby. Why? Because God wanted us to be bonded together. Also prolactin also bonds mothers to their baby when they breastfeed. Vasopressin bonds more more in men than women, bonds men to their wife. Dopamine is a pleasure drug. Dopamine actually is 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 a chemical in your brain that is excreted when you're having a good time. Your dopamine is just flooding your brain right now because you're enjoying yourself at this conference. And your dopamine will actually drive you and tell you something good is going to happen. And now you are going, you're anticipating your, your sexual encounter with your spouse or, or some good activity. Your dopamine is saying, we're going to have a good time at the conference. We're going to have a good time at the game, whatever it is. And so dopamine is your pleasure drug that God gave you. All that's in your brain. And so when you are having your intimate time with your spouse, all this is firing in your right brain, stored in your left brain. And the more this happens, the more your right brain experience is wired to the facts that are already stored in your left brain and your spouse gets wired into your brain. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, guess what happens when you sin? This happens when you watch pornography. One in every two guys watch pornography. Just got real quiet in here. One in every six women. 
Pornography is watched more on Sunday than any other day of the week. Pornography makes more money than NBA, NFL, NHL, Major League Baseball combined. Why? Because you can watch and act and your right brain doesn't know the difference because it's just hearing, seeing, experiencing things and firing dopamine just like when it's real. Well, what happens is if you have wired one person into your brain and then you introduce five, six, 20, 30, 50 more, your brain can't figure out how, how to connect those people, those sounds, those images. And what happens is your brain gets rewired and now it cannot bond. And all these kids who are watching pornography and sexting and, 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 and flirting around and sleeping around after person, after person, after person, and your brain is confused. Who do I connect with? Who do I wire with? I don't get it. I, that's not what I was designed to do. I was designed to wire to one person, that you would think about that one person, that you would have ownership of the well-being of that one person, that you would think like that person, that you would understand their needs, their pains, and that you would be concerned about them and them only. Now you're introducing another person and another person and another person and another person. And now your brain is rewired. And guess what your brain does? It can't bond. It just gives up. You retrain your brain to not bond. We're not bonding. All we're doing is going to have pleasure. And so you walk around looking for pleasure. Well, your brain will seek pleasure. And I'm going to tell you something about a rewired brain. Because your brain actually now gets rewired. And a rewired brain has too many images to focus on. Too many sounds, too many imaginations, too many smells, too many touches. If you're having physical contact uh, with people, it's not only pornography on the screen. A rewired brain will now look for sexual cues and everything. Uh, uh, you'll have a young lady come to you never seen before, and she'll just say hi. And that brain will tell you she wants to have sex with you. And you are convinced she wants to have sex with you. I'm convinced a lot of these guys who are... Um, doing all these things with these women, which, by the way, is 1,000% wrong, their brain is jacked up. They actually believe, I can get away with this. Not I can get away with this. Not I can get away with this. No one will find out. I can get away with this. She wants it. Because their brain, no excuse. Trust me, no excuse. But if you can walk around with a wired brain and you're actually having a physical contact with your spouse in front of you, but your brain is actually thinking about 20 other people. There's no bonding. It's just pleasure. Because your mirror neurons, is, you may be, your eyes may be looking at someone, but your brain is shut down from bonding and you're thinking about somebody else. God says, that's not the way I want it. What I wanted you to have, I wanted you to bond. So let me get to my points real quick. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. We can rewire our brain. Romans chapter 1, verse 12, uh, chapter 12 verse 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. If you meditate on the word of God, pray the word of God, recite the word of God, memorize the word of God, talk about the word of God, guess what the word of God will do? It will rewire your brain. This is so powerful. It is all about your brain. You can have all kind of emotions and drives and, and you have a sex drive, well, you can, all that stuff. But in the end, it comes down to what decision you're going to make. Because we all have selfish desires. We all have, we all have a sinful nature to do a bunch of stuff. But in the end, your brain has to be able to say, no, 
You have to take those thoughts captive. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse four to six. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And then it says, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. What does that mean? That you have to renew your mind and you have to change the way you think and God can do that. Go to counseling if you need to go to counseling. Get an accountability partner that you can say, listen, I want you to be, hold me accountable to my thoughts. I want you to hold me accountable to the websites I look at. I want you to hold me accountable to this chick that I keep texting over here. I don't need to be texting her anymore. Hold me accountable. But, the, but if you don't, you will become a slave to sin. You will become a slave to your passions. This year, the EXO Marriage Conference is coming to a city near you. The EXO Tour is a one-of-a-kind live marriage conference bringing couples together in venues across the country. The greatest marriages come from two people who just go through it together and come out on the other side and they win. Hear Jimmy Evans and many other remarkable speakers communicate on how to have a thriving, healthy marriage. Find an EXO Tour location near you and come together with other couples as we unite to strengthen families and start something new in your marriage. Even in the midst of something that you thought, I don't know if we're going to make it through this, when you come together and you lean on God together and you refuse to give up, He can do the miraculous Experience why so many couples call the EXO Tour an unforgettable investment for their marriage. We believe that your family has a bright future. For more information and to register at a city near you, visit exomarriage.com slash tour. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that clip just now from Miles McPherson. He did a great job at the EXO Conference. We talked about that earlier. He is a great communicator. He'll be in Houston, Texas this weekend talking about uh, marriage again. And uh, he brings an excellent point on marriage and how you know the stimulation that we get from drugs and other things, really we should be, we're wired to be stimulated by our spouse and enjoy sex on a new level with them. And just all the great things that he shares about, about marriage and about the science behind a lot of that stuff. He's a great communicator and he's got a great church and he is there at the Rock Church. So I hope you enjoyed that clip. And, it's a great uh, conversation for you and your spouse. That's like a great one to bring up to someone. Yes, it is. is. Facebook, hello. Uh, we are answering your questions in this segment and we've got a few in here. So I've got one from the Rodriguez's. I'm going to start a wives club on bettering ourselves. I have a few, wor- I have a few workbooks we'll be working on. Any other suggestions I can do in these types of get-togethers? It's a great question. And I love the fact that they're trying to uh, put something together that encourages women and wives mm-hmm. to, um, to work on their marriage and have a better relationship. And I, th- I think that's probably the focus of the group mm-hmm. is, uh, is, since it's a wives club, to be better wives and to do that. So you're a wife and you're a future <laughs> wife. Yes. Give some insight on some things that y'all would want to see in a group, a, a work, workbook kind of group study. Yeah, I, I think in addition to marriage materials, also anything that you can work on as a, that, that works on you as an individual. We've got a couple of resources that are awesome for that. Any of our 21-day journeys are really cool to go through um, personally and then to talk about as a group would be awesome. But just being able to share your heart and share about what's going on and pray for each other would be huge. Mm-hmm. And we have so many different resources mm-hmm. that would be awesome. It depends on if you want to do a marriage focus or if you want to do like a self-improvement focus. But either of those things well, would be I think awesome. Community in itself is such an important thing that people are hungry for all the time. And so 
moms, wives are looking for connection and mm-hmm. being able to talk to someone about like, hey, I'm going through these struggles. Can you all encourage me? Can you pray for me? That alone, I think, is going to be such a huge resource mm-hmm. uh, to your community and really uh, build some great bonds and have some great breakthrough. Mm-hmm. There's curriculum that can come around you for that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's good when workbooks or, you know, whatever the content is, gets you a little bit deeper into conversations. It's not just surfacey stuff. Mm-hmm. You can have real conversations. I think women have an easier time going deeper mm-hmm. in conversation than men do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sure. but women really, they, they think enjoy learning something that brings about honest conversations and, and can kind of grow their relationship with God. The 21-day journeys are fantastic, and we'll be sending you one of those. We'll be reaching out to you to send a 21-day journey because I honestly believe you'll love it, mm-hmm. and I want you to, to encourage your friends to do that. We believe, good job for being a small group leader. Yeah, we, awesome. we believe healthy spouses make, you know, healthy people make great spouses and, and build great marriages. So if you're working on yourself and you're working on yourself in a wives club, especially, and it's like that iron sharpening iron sort of dynamic mm-hmm. where you're all wanting to grow and you're all wanting to learn and do better things. There's so many good studies out there. Of course, we want you to do our stuff, but just mixing it up and finding different topics that y'all can talk about yeah. that really will make you better in all areas of your life. And your husbands will see that, and they'll want to grow. Yeah. And uh, maybe they'll start a husband's group. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, can, you can kind of pass material back and forth. But it really does make a difference in the overall health of the marriage, even if one spouse is willing to work on the marriage. So great question. I hope that helps you. Um, I love marriage today. This is from Kelly. I've asked my husband to watch Marriage on the Rock with me, but could use some advice and help. Sure. I think you know, Marriage on the Rock is uh, not Marriage on the Rocks. That's what everybody mm-hmm. always says. And uh, it's marriage on the rock, which means it's a marriage built on God. And the rock in that relationship, in that regard, means Jesus Christ. I think sometimes that can maybe feel like people are starting with, "Hey, you need Jesus in your life. Mm-hmm. This this book is going to help you have Jesus." Mm-hmm. And really, it's not like that. It's just talking about how when God's in the center of your relationship, everything else kind of falls into place. Mm-hmm. And my dad uses the illustration in the first chapter of the book that he makes a great Jimmy but a horrible Jesus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there's so many needs in your life that your other spouse cannot fill. Mm -hmm. We have inalienable needs in our lives that that have come straight out of the packaging. And whenever we're put on this planet, we have needs that only God can meet. And things like purpose. I mean, what are you here for? Mm -hmm. And if you're putting those kinds of expectations on your spouse to meet those needs, you're never going to be happy in the relationship. They'll never be able to satisfy that. Never. Right. And so having God at the center. So I, I think part of the nature of Marriage on the Rock is you may be finding a part of the study that will get his attention. Mm -hmm. There's a chapter on sex. Mm -hmm. There's a chapter on communication. There's a chapter on money. There's a chapter on Mm in-laws. And so maybe it's about not starting necessarily right at the beginning, but finding a Mm -hmm. session, finding something that y'all can relate with. I will say that the four foundational laws of marriage, which is Mm -hmm. the second, starts in the second chapter of the book, is the best marriage teaching my dad does, I believe. Uh, It goes through just what you can do to establish a foundation for your relationship mm-hmm. to make, make it as successful as possible. If you have not done those, I would just tell him that. Just say, I heard from somebody, this is the mm-hmm. best marriage advice ever, is the four foundational laws of marriage. Would you mind going through those with me? Mm-hmm. And um, it really will allow him to see, you know, the, the four foundational laws in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk. We got, we've, got mm-hmm. a, we've got an out we have to hit today. Uh, but the four foundational laws of, of, of marriage are law of priority, law of pursuit, law of possession, and law of purity. Mm-hmm. And I would say the one I'm always challenged with is law of pursuit because mm-hmm. I pursued my wife for so many years mm-hmm. to get her. And, you know, sometimes you just fall into ruts where... You're complacent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're complacent. You don't have to work at it as much as you used to. And that's an, just like the law of gravity. If you ignore that law, bad things happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you lose the, the, the passion and romance in your life. 
And so my dad does a great job of communicating those uh, laws to couples. I would encourage you to do that. But again, don't beat them over the head of, with it. Uh, you can introduce marriage material in a fun way and uh, even cook them his favorite meal. Say, hey, I will cook you your favorite meal or go to your mm-hmm. favorite restaurant if you just listen to this mm-hmm. on the way there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, make it a little bit more uh, easier for him a low barrier to entry for him into the marriage and the rock or program. there's even a chapter about like the needs of a man and just say hey is this like important to you do you relate to this is this something i can do for you yeah. i feel like that's a win-win for it them. is a win-win mm-hmm. good point good point okay this is from lisa so after a two-year separation off and on my husband came over today and said that he wants us to reconcile our marriage he needs a little more time to get himself better do i continue to wait you know that's great and i i love to hear that his heart has changed and um, obviously we we want people to move closer to one another and not further apart. And so the fact that he's open to reconciling, that's great. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know all the details of this situation and um, a two-year separation off and on is a big deal. I mean, there's a there's a lot that can happen there and um, I, I don't want to assume anything, but my, my ultimate point to you would be, and advice to you would be to get counseling, mm-hmm. have somebody in your life that can really help y'all to navigate the waters. We have Operation Hope here mm-hmm. at Marriage Today. They're excellent resource. They do Skype sessions now. Mm-hmm. They do uh, online training mm-hmm. for couples and, and online coaching for couples. And you can check that out on our, our website, marriagetoday.com. That's an easy way for you to kind of share with a coach, mm-hmm. one of our Marriage Today coaches, what's going on specifically, mm-hmm. and then be able to guide you through the process. But I want to celebrate the fact that you are yeah. both open to reconciling. I wouldn't wait too long to have meaningful conversations. Mm-hmm. I would be a little bit slower maybe to get into old habits or old ruts and really clarifying what it is, what's the, what's the relationship going to look like now going forward? And unless it's going to be built upon a firm foundation, a new foundation that fixes some of the old things, you're just going to get back into a cycle of, of needing to get out, um, maybe because things are too hard or whatever. God can do anything. The Holy Spirit is amazing and powerful mm-hmm. and can solve a lot of things overnight. And the fact that your husband's open and honest, I think that you're in a good place now to have those conversations. I would express... Um, if it's in your heart right now, to express to him how much he means to you and how much the relationship means to you and start moving closer to him, uh, maybe not physically, but just mentally and emotionally, and just tell him you're committed to the relationship. And whatever that looks like, uh, just let him know that. That'll, that'll go a long way mm-hmm. to making sure that he knows that you want to be in the relationship as well. And again, you know, people talk about divorce all the time mm-hmm. in the context of resolving issues. It doesn't resolve issues. It creates more, more problems, especially if there are kids involved. And so whatever you can do to work on the relationship now and keep it together, uh, it really will make a huge difference. And so please check out the Operation Hope program if that interests you. Uh, it really will help. I know it will. We've had testimonies from couples exactly in your situation, and uh, it's produced amazing results. So that's good. Okay, well, we've enjoyed talking to you Facebook Live and talking to you uh, out there, podcast listeners. I hope this has been helpful to you. Again, we're in Houston, Texas this weekend. If you want to be with us live, you can come to Houston with us at the EXO conference there. Go to exomarriage.com and check out all the details. Like us on Facebook. Follow us. Check us out. Tell, tell your friends about us. We love to uh, have new people come on and learn about marriage and everything that's going on. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Have a great weekend.